everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Centre Circle podcast, episode uh, 44 now. Yeah. Um, we're coming to you at the uh, the end of uh, FA Cup weekend, one that I would rather forget, to be honest, because uh, now I'm on with two Liverpool fans, which is going to be fantastic fun. So today you've got myself, John. Well, like Keith. And yeah, we're going to run through um, the main FA Cup talking points today. So the Arsenal-Liverpool game, the the return of KDB and co at uh, Manchester City, the uh, the game that how couldn't afford to lose at Sunderland. Uh, and now the transfer window is uh, is open. All the weird and wonderful things that are that are going on, uh, some of the strange decisions that are being made. Um, so yeah, let's start with with the Manchester City Huddersfield game. Um, that ended Manchester City five Huddersfield Town nil, and you know the result is is not a surprise. However, I think it was significant, as I alluded to a few seconds ago, because of who was playing, uh, not not the result in the end. So we saw a return for Kevin De Bruyne, saw a return for Doku. Holland isn't back yet, but. Um, the battle that never left. Did anyone see 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 this game or any of the highlights? Yeah, I caught the the highlights. Um, Foden scored two really good goals, actually, in this game. Um, that near post one, the keeper. Yeah. I know it was hit with venom, but yeah, like you say, it was, it was just routine for for Man City, for Man City. Um, I had the radio on in the car while it was going on, and they said Huddersfield had. The opening two minutes of the game, and after that, <laughs> it just went the way it should be. So, but yeah, De Bruyne is back. Hopefully, he's not on on smoke like he can be. But it's always good to see talent back, isn't it? In the in the Premier League and 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 football. But yeah, for for my sake, I hope he's not he's not up to speed yet. Hmm. What do you think, Isaac? Um, I think it's going to take a while for him to get up to speed, so I don't think it will be of any immediate um, concern. Um, but that being said, it's perfect timing, I, I think, for City. Mm-hmm. KDB, by the time Haaland comes back, KDB will be in the swing of things. Then it's a case of Haaland just getting in the swing of things and it'll make that process much more quicker because it's not you're not worrying about KDB and Haaland, you're just worrying about Haaland. And more often than not, when KDB's in full flow, he's putting the ball on the on a silver platter, right in a on a sixpence in the box. Here you go, mate. Put it in the back of the net. So, like I say, that's why I say it, that the process of Holland getting back up to speed will be much more uh, streamlined, much more efficient. Um, the concern then will be the games, the the the, the matches they have to play. Um, obviously they're, they're still in the Champions League, the FA Cup. Uh, are they still, they're they're out of the Colin Cup, right? If memory serves yeah. correct. Yep. Yep. So I think I think do you know what they're they're what four points off of us at the top. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the 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 Club World Cup didn't. <laughs> no, Isaac, the way you said yeah, like you're just lamenting, like oh. Yeah, it's just <laughs> to make you feel better. It's it's five points instead of four to make you feel a little bit better. Okay, well, I mean, it, the, the club World Cup didn't didn't knock them, didn't do too much, did it? On that point, I, though, I think it's more around 
like Liverpool, Arsenal, and even Aston Villa not taking advantage of Man City being away. Like while City was away, Liverpool dropped points against Arsenal and and Man United. So it, we could potentially have like four more points on them in it. Like yeah. obviously shoulda, woulda, coulda, and all that. But yeah, like those teams, you would have fought with City not being around for a couple of weeks or two game weeks or whatever. They would have taken a bit of advantage, and they and they never managed to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, to the point you made, Isaac, it'll take you some time to get up to speed. And then the goal that Doku scores is almost quintessential KDB. Picks up the ball in the middle, drives forward, uh, passes the ball to Oscar Bob. I think we're going to talk about him in a second because he, he's, he seems to be making an impression now. Goes an overlap, and as you said, puts on a six-point Doku's there to uh, volley it home through some uh, unenthusiastic defending. I'll put it that way, I'll put it nicely. Um, <laughs> Tell you not to turn your back and <laughs> turn his back and he got not made the Navalny. Um so so yeah, I think you know Foden seems to be in the form of his life. This seems to be the Phil Foden that everyone said you'd get if he if he gets the chance and he plays every week and he's playing more centrally. Um so yeah, I I I don't think it bodes well, man. It doesn't bode well, it doesn't bode well at all. At all. But um but let's see. There's games to be played. Um home and away. And um, uh, and hopefully someone else that isn't City can can give them a proper run for their money. But I did say before, I think we talked about it before, you know, anything less than six points and City are still very much in it. Still very, very much in it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Who do you think um, falls out when Haaland's fit? Do you think it's Alvarez, Alvarez just straight away? Yeah, got me. If you just think about the structure of how they're playing, Foden can't be dropped out now, right? Um, KDB slots back in. Yeah, it's got to be Alvarez, unfortunately. I think um, unless he shifts him out wide, which it's not really his bag. Mm. Not really his bag at all. Um, Oscar Bob. So you know we've had Rico Lewis come through, do his thing, get England call up. He yeah uh, he did a post at the end of last year with his five medals <laughs> and his nineteen or twenty or something crazy. Uh, is you know, do you guys? I've seen a little bit of him. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not one of these uh rising baller aficionados, so I've not, I've not seen him through the ranks. But what I've seen him in the first team, he just looks he just looks composed, basically. Um, he's assist for Ferdinand the other day, he's part of the goal today. It normally these these managers get accused of not of not bringing in youth, but that that would be the second one in two years now that's coming in and, and contributing. Yeah, he's he, he's really good, and I think it's kind of telling that like a month or so after he made his prem debut, he was called up to the Norway squad and made his debut for Norway. And we know that I hate um, when they like, do that. Though. <laughs> I hate well, when they well, do that. No, but he he's he's like fully Norwegian in it. Like I don't think there's any kind of or no no, no, no I don't mean that. I mean oh, he was good enough <laughs> the week before. He got paid for the first team for for City, you know. So him making his first start doesn't make him any better or not. I don't understand if he had a run of five, ten games and he scored goals, etc. But literally, to your point, ah, oh, he's Man City first team now. We better call him up. So yeah. like, come on, guys. You knew how good or not he was before that. Yeah, I think he he he's got dual nationality. So I think he could have played for Gambia. So it might have okay. been one where they just give him that quick quick call up. Um, but but you know what I mean, though. You know, like um, was it Martial? He signed for. By United, next call up there. Like, yeah, I didn't even done anything. 
brand off the rep in it. Um, but yeah, he he was trusted to play some key games for Norway. Like I know they had Haaland injuries, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you can you can play well for Man City, getting the first team at a young age doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it. And in truth, we've only really seen Foden kind of stick it out. Like there's been no one else, correct me if I'm wrong, who's kind of come through and forced their way in. Like I know Foden had to kind of bide his time for like two years, essentially. Maybe like, even maybe, longer. Maybe longer, yeah. yeah. And it, it paid off for him, innit? Like, but, but that's a good I, conversation. Again, yeah, I don't think... What's making I, it? Pardon? That's a good conversation. What's making it though? What's what's like? Well, you, you said make it. Oh, okay, fine. No, so I meant make it at City, not like yeah. like most of them are going to make it as ballers somewhere. Hmm. But I meant make it at City in terms of being able to come through that Pep system as a youth player and get the trust from him to be able to play week in week out like you see Foden doing. There's not hmm. yeah, not many of those Man City guys have, have come through. So let's see. Yeah, true. As I, what do you think? I, 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 yeah, I've got a view, but go. What do you think? It's, it's tough. I mean, a City. I mean, we we kind of touched on this last week, right? Uh, Key. Um, mm. It's it's tough because you've got to be a certain level of player to come through in a pet team, right? You've got to, and he's not just going to throw you in unless. I mean, you you go back to just kind of up on the tangent. You go back to Barcelona. He had the players that he trusted from the Barcelona B team because he coached them, so they came yeah. straight in. But since then. He's very rarely kind of led young players into the teams, right? He's very much a, I have a system, I need you to come in ready to play now. So he entrusts uh, ready-made players, so to speak. So for the players at City, like Rico Lewis, like Phil Foden, like Oscar Bob, like Cole Palmer, um, the fact that he's kept them around for quite a while and bled them in, and then now they're they're starting to come through. Um, I think it, it speaks volumes of them as players, and and I think I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Oscar Bob can do, given more regular time, right? Yeah. Because we've seen, like I said, we've seen Phil Foden, we've seen Rico Lewis, we've seen Cole Palmer, and we're seeing what Cole Palmer can do now. Um, and to an extent, Jaden Sancho. Yeah, because he was in and around the, he was in and around the the city team. He was asking for more game time. They didn't want to give it to him. He left, and he proved that he's capable. So yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested to see if Oscar Bob will be another one off the 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 conveyor line of talent. Yeah, no, agreed. And I think just to the point, I think making it for me is. You know, there's no shame to not making it at City. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no at all. But what I'm intrigued no, at is when you make it, even if you get a few games and a few prem, prem appearances as well, cup, don't get me wrong, I'm not diminishing the cup games. When you make prem appearances or you make prem starts, is that okay? If you do need to leave City, what level are you leaving for? Are you going to somewhere that eventually you're going to be kind of swimming in the same pool? So, you know, Cole Palmer's gone to Chelsea. They're not doing well now, but Chelsea's ambitions are to be title challengers. They are to be perennial. Champions League teams, or actually you dropping a level below, which is typically what we see. And I think the second point is, whenever a new manager comes in, we kind of saw the same with Wenger, we saw the same with Klopp. The youth players that are already there, very few are to their standard or their liking. So you have to go through a whole cycle, right? Yeah. So normally it takes two or three years before you start seeing that 
you know, if it's a proper project, you know, as again, Pep, Klopp, Wenger, Tao, if you if it's a proper project, then you start seeing the youth players that are or played football the way they wanted to see it played, etc. Maybe the guys that were 12, 13, 14 when they arrived, gone through the system, and then now, okay, yeah, you are good enough. You play in the style of, of kind of the culture and the style of, of implanted in the club. So I think that's why, to your point, Keith, yeah, we saw Foden early because he was just exceptional. And then however many years later, we started to see people pop up here and there, you know, um, <clears throat> Cole Palmer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, so yeah. yeah. And, and it, would, it would be good if, if they're sprinkled in over the years and they have to leave like Cole Palmer did. And, and just, just quickly as well, making it very much subjective, right? I yeah. mean, I, I, I remember having a conversation with a, with a friend of mine and he got signed to a professional team. They're now in the Prem, but at the time they were League Two. Um, and I was, oh, you made it, you made it. And he was like, no, I ain't made it yet. You know? Whereas some people will think getting signed at a Prem team and not making any pro appearances, they'll still tell you they've made it. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's, I think it's all subjective, but I think the general consensus, I believe, is that making it is when you become a regular in the first team, right? Of whatever team you're at. You've yeah. made it to a certain level, which most would consider you know, successful, a successful professional football. Yeah, yeah no, agreed. 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 Okay, cool. Well, let's move on. Um, Arsenal, Liverpool. Uh, zoop, zoop, zoop. There you go. Today's game uh, finished uh, Arsenal nil, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool. I don't even know where to start with this game. Um, <laughs> well, actually, very easy place to start. Another wasteful performance from Arsenal. I think they started well. Um, Liverpool had a couple of moments, but they, you know, I would say the first half an hour or so. I think Arsenal had the better of that game. Very, very wasteful in front of in front of goal. Luis Nelson had a chance very early on with the um with the baby Edison type pass from from, <laughs> from Ramsdale Route One. Some people yeah. say it's Route One, but depending on who you are and what team you are, it's a good ball, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, as we as we kind of just went through the game, it just looked like it was just going to be another wasteful Arsenal performance. So good performance in the end. The pressing was good as well. But I was watching it with my friend and I said to him, they can't do this for 90 minutes. So <laughs> we don't take our chances now. I know exactly what's going to happen. Klopp's going to change something. Arteta's going to wait too long to change what he needs to change. And it's going to be problems. And and look what happened. Look what happened. Isaac, let's just, I just want to get the pain out of the way. So I'm going to go to you first. I'm, I'll be real with you. I don't have nothing of... Uh, I don't have no um, gloating to do. I don't have no... <laughs> Banter, I've got rid of that. I got it all out of my system, to be honest. Um, I don't know what's worse. I don't know if what, what I worth knew, the banter. <laughs> I knew key. this was going to happen, to be honest. I knew we was going to win. Um, reason being, I believe Arsenal, and again, I said, I said this in the last episode, so please listen to this episode. Go, go back, make sure you go back and listen to our other episodes. You'll hear me wax in Liverpool about the same things. Arsenal are in a bit of a slump right now. Yeah. You can see it in their performances. And this lack of a, a, a striker, or a clinical striker, shall we say, because you have strikers. Lack of a clinical striker is going to cost you very dearly. 
like your your end of season slump is is pulling up a lot quicker than where you were used to see it, right? You know, we last time it was I was saying February they usually start to capitulate. It looks like you've already started, and if if something's not done about it very quickly, you can kiss the title and any other silverware goodbye. To be honest, listen, I I think. I don't want to be knee jerk. Let's see a couple more prem results, bro. I think we're 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 on the brink of saying, you know, that the title is is um I won't say out of reach, but you know when when fans start saying mathematically, <laughs> mathematically possible, we'll be we'll be there soon. We'll be there soon, right? And I'm sure City have a game in hand as well. So we said they're only five points behind. I'm sure they've got a game in hand because yeah. of the Club World Cup as well, right? So. Yeah, no, I, look, I, the problem with it is, for me, a slump is <clears throat> sort of out of form, etc. I think this is a little bit more than that. I think things just aren't working. I think it's worse than a slump, as I, I'm not going to lie. I just think things aren't working. We're not, we're a bit predictable. All the stuff everyone's probably heard uh, across the last couple of weeks. And then the that that confidence hit that these players are taking means that chances that I think they would have finished early on in the season or, or last season, they're not finishing, they're not taking. If you look at the chances Havertz had today, you can say what we like about Havertz, but he had got to a point where he was relatively comfortable, confident. In the box, he was taking chances, being first time. Some of the pedestrian... Bruv, you're playing against Liverpool at home. It's nil-nil. You know, first time in the box, he wants two or three touches in the box before releasing a shot. You're playing against the league leaders. Like, what's going on here? Certain times Martinelli should shoot, he's passing. So I just think that there's a combination of things. And even if we, we shouldn't need a striker. When you're creating this many chances, we shouldn't need a striker to, to take some of these chances. It's ridiculous. So, we, had a, so just, we had some 6.87 or something XG or some whatever that XG said. That's high. It's high. So just, just on that point there, right? So mm. again, I, I believe you have a front three that has the makings of the same front three that Liverpool had in their pump, right? And I'll explain mm-hmm. that. So you've got Saka on the right, mm-hmm. to Salah, yep. left-footed winger, cuts in, very good at dribbling, can score, knows where the goal mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, you've got Marty on the left, yep. much, much, very direct, much like Mane was. And then mm-hmm. you've got Jesus in the middle, who, let's be honest, Firmino wasn't prolific. He knew where yeah. the goal was. But his his strength was his link up. Now and his composure. Exactly. Now, if Arteta could get Jesus to reduce the amount of running that he does, and just focus on being that link between the attack and the midfield, because he's got the technical ability, he's very good at dribbling. Um, he knows how to handle himself with the ball. If he could just be that link. I don't necessarily think you need to go into the market to get a striker because you have the makings of a prolific front three. You just, mm. Arte- it's just I don't think Arteta knows how to use them quite well. Yeah. So you, th- I, I was going to come onto that. When when does it become a coaching thing? Like, at what point is it? Because for me, Firmino's big, um, one of Firmino's biggest traits that people didn't talk about enough was his composure. Like, he made time for himself on the ball. Yes, his techers gave him that time. His first touch was usually <laughs> on point, positions he took up. But composure, 
And Composo is not a word I often use with, with Jesus, yeah? It's not. It's <laughs> headless, almost relatively headless chicken running around. So, look, like, I don't want to diminish what he does for us. Uh, and I do think is, and I'm glad you brought up Isaac because, you know, the question about Arsenal going to get a striker, <clears throat> is there real substance to that? Or is it just the easy thing to say? And I think your it's, point... It's definitely the easy thing to say. And I agree with you. I saw it's, it, it became a coaching thing from the jump. From the jump. From when they knew... Because let's be honest, Jesus came in, hit 100 miles an hour. I think he scored, what, eight goals in his first five mm. or six games. So he knows where the goal is. Okay, fair enough. His style of play, then, I don't know, maybe he got comfortable and started, you know, doing this uh, Rambo style of football. Or maybe it's Arteta <laughs> that's told him, no, I need you doing, I need you being a pressing forward. I need you, you know, being all covering the final third, putting pressure on the defenders, which then took away from his ability to put the ball in the back of the net. So I, I think it's always been a coaching problem because a good coach will say, well, it's it's kind of a bit hypocritical for me to say that because Liverpool are also going through the same similar situation with Nunes, right? Where we bought a striker who was prolific in uh, in Portugal, mm. but now all of a sudden he can't hit the back of the net here. So is it a coaching thing? Is it that they just, they're not good enough? But, but then to I, that point, I think Isaac, from the from the jump, it's a definitely yeah. a coaching thing. Yeah, but I think to that point, Isaac. Then, then when the coach realizes there's a limit to what my coach is going to influence, and there's almost a ceiling in that player, either in the style I want to play or in the situation, then he makes a decision, right? Which is why the conversation we had a few episodes ago about that's why I said how long, because at some point Klopp is going to be like, "All right, cool, you're not responding to my methods, and my methods work because." Philips is going to move on. Keith, what do you you think? Um, It's weird because in another game, like Arsenal were 3-4-0 up at half-time, isn't it? So I I think it's a common... Just on that point, though, it's been six or seven games for Arsenal now. (laughs) So which other game? When? Back in October? October. Very true. Yes, I think think it's a a combination of things. Like I mentioned on the pod the other day, you've got the... The fact that there's a lack of confidence that like you can see throughout the squad, yeah. Where and then you've also got like the levels that have dropped across the first eleven. So mm. I, what I mentioned was Liverpool last season. We didn't have one or two players drop off. We had six or seven players like with below bar below par performances, mm. and mm. I think the same has happened to Arsenal this season, and it's just culminated in the last kind of let's say five or six weeks where. The levels of say Jesus because he's not really even though he's playing well he's not doing what you really want him to do. Like there was a the, I can't remember what game it was recently where you were chasing the game and I saw him in the right back position winning the ball back and I was like this is this like I understand working for your team but you've got to work smart for your team haven't you? I agree. And then Saka not really putting up the numbers that he did last season. Same with Martinelli and Ketia hasn't really done that great. Ben White hasn't been great this season. Um, yeah, so it's all like a, it's a bit of a culmination of things. And yeah. sometimes it, it just it just goes wrong, isn't it? Like that's just that's just football. No matter what you do, there's a period of the of the season where things just don't work out for you, and that's just what happened to Arsenal right now. 
Yeah, look, last couple of points at Arsenal because we need to talk about Liverpool and how and how they turn this game around and some of the things Klopp did as well. But I think when you talk to that stuff, Keith, I then point to things like <clears throat> Reese Nelson, right? We extended his contract quite lucratively. If you if if the numbers are be are to be correct, you know, six figures a week. But for what? What it, like? You know, these are the, that's where some of those decisions where I think when you guys pivoted to the bit, whilst all your guys who've come in have not blown up, but you look at the subs he can make today, right? Um, and I just think in some areas we have been left a bit shallow because decisions weren't made, the, the right decisions weren't made, the right investments weren't made, in my opinion. Um, and then game management, I'll tell you, like you're bringing on Enketa 81 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> into the game yeah. to you do wait till we go behind didn't it yeah, yeah wait till we go behind when we were on a wave and we weren't quite finishing those chances and you think he's a finisher then bring him on or bring on Trossard <laughs> etc and it's not the first time I've talked about his game management whereas you compare that to so you know kind of switching to to, to Liverpool now he would have seen what what was going on in the first half and you guys come out and it's a it's different you know news of the switches sides he he makes subs that allow Trent to now Moving to different positions and start start becoming a problem. Yeah. It, you just see the tweaks, and it, he he's not waiting till 65, 78, 75, 80 minutes to do that. Do you, do you know what I mean? He's no, it's like make it happen. But the problem that show the, the problem with that sorry, kid, just quickly is Liverpool were under the cosh. Mm. So he's gonna. I would I would expect him to make changes. I would not mm. expect Arteta to make changes. Just because Arsenal were on the front foot, the, the press was good. We were mm. limited. We were making mistakes. Nunes was ineffective. So I I, I, I expected Arsenal to come out. Yeah. The half-time team talk would have been keep at, keep at it a little bit more mm-hmm. intensity. Don't worry about the missed miss, miss chances. Keep making them. One of them will fall in. Fall in. Mm. We've come out. Liverpool, he's, not expect, he's probably expected a change, but I don't think he expected what happened. And we just... Flip the game on his head, and I, yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't be too harsh on Arteta in that instance, because I would assume any manager under those circumstances to send the team out as they were. No, no, sorry. So, I, so, I so what that. I mean was later on when the press and everything was working, but that bit after the press, the final third wasn't working. We're 60, 60, 65 minutes in, everybody's screaming. You know, get Martinelli on. Getting Ketio on, I mean, I won't lie, I wasn't screaming getting Ketio on. But if you think about finishes, you got you got Marcelo, you got Ketio, you got Chessard on the bench. You can finish when, get them on. Because clearly the press and so is working, but that's not going to work for 90 minutes. Liverpool are not going to lie down and get a beat in. And quite frankly, recent history tells us when it comes down to the quality, you guys are going to finish. And look what happened. Yeah, and look I think as well, you look at the fixtures coming up after today, Arsenal have got a clear two weeks before they can before they play again. So the case yeah. of well, why didn't Arteta go for it a little bit earlier and be like, right, I've got players on the bench who can impact this. Him and Klopp really didn't want to replay. You, I, I think you kind of saw that with the the two subs that Klopp put on. Like, ah, I can put the kids on if Arsenal nick this. Fair enough, kind of thing. Like, yeah. we don't want to extra because yeah. we play midweek and then we get a break. Where Arsenal have had like a, I've got a two week run. And I just don't think Arteta was kind of forthright enough and, and attacking enough to say, like, we're, we're, we're dominating this game. 
why don't we go and get and like you say the more it kind of went with Arsenal missing chances confidence dropping you could just see Liverpool growing into the game I think before we scored we had a break where Nunes kind of passed it over to Diaz and he just went behind him mm. and then to be fair when Jota came on I was like Jota's going to do something like Jota's in, in form etc like he playing against Arsenal yeah, but yeah, the, the changes that Klopp made were were great. Like the small tweak at halftime, switching Nunes out to the left, so he had, he had to run at um, Ben White, which worked. And then yeah, Jota came coming on through the middle with like I think like half an hour to go or something like that. It, yeah, it all worked. So and Bradley, and that, yeah, the, the youngster that came on right back comes yeah, on Bradley. right back, does well, goes into the goes into the game. That moves Trent. Do you see what I mean? It's like he just. He just, you know, did a few things here and there and then got to the point where you've made changes so mad at uh, Emil Swift-Rowe's left-back defending Charlie <laughs> Nunes. <laughs> like, what we did? What we did? I think oh. the changes definitely caught Arteta off guard. And he, he, he was very reactionary instead of trying to be forward-thinking and think, OK, let's a game of strategy here. Right, okay, you've done that. I'm going to do this. It was very much, oh, I need to now, we're now on the back foot. I need to now limit the damage, right? And um, I think, yeah, it was definitely a case of he's probably just thought that I, I believe he thought they were going to win based on the first half performance. I think he probably went in that change room thinking, yeah, we've got this. It's just a matter of time. And then Klopp yeah. hit, like, hit we them with Van Dyke. Age, age <laughs> no, of chaos. No, no Salah. Mate, no, um, no Van Dyke, no Salah. No recognised left back. Um, uh, Jota's yes. on the bench. Um, and I think I think uh, Gakpo didn't have his best game, etc. But Gavin Bech comes on, I think he has an impact. Yeah. Um, and even though, again, it's a bit contradictory, but Arsenal played well to create all those chances and put a team like you under pressure. It's the finishing that's frustrating. There were individual people that, you know, uh, Saliba played... Played very, very well. Yeah. Konate, again. Like, he doesn't get a lot of fanfare, not a love, but he's been consistent, man. Konate <laughs> yeah. consistent, consistent. I think Kwanzaa had a decent game as well. Um, Declan Rice, again, running around, basically having to do a couple of people's jobs. Jorginho was just there to do experience fouls and, <laughs> and a couple of bits here and there. I think Kivio's kind of proved that. He hasn't really found his feet yet. And Ramsdale for the goal, I'll be honest, I don't know what he was doing. Like, he's just come out like an Arsenal player. And I think the difference between... The difference in the two is there was a corner at the end of the game and Alisson has come out and literally flown in the middle of how many players and caught it. I said, this is mine. So, so yeah, frustrating for us, but I think Liverpool were, were good for the, for, the, for the win. Diaz finished at the end. I no, mean, look. Ooh. Yeah, it was it was naughty still. Just a quick naughty. one, Jay. Um, Arteta's got eighteen months. What do you do? What do you mean he's got eighteen months left on his contract? Bruv, you know who you're talking to, you know. <laughs> do do you guys no, honestly? Do you guys remember when I said that I don't think you go from the dip in your club's fortunes back to the top with one or two managers? Do you remember? Yeah, I said it. I said it takes a. It takes a. At least three. Oh, history tells us it's at least three. Took you guys at least three, at least maybe even more, right? No, more. To get we back were, to we were dead. To get <laughs> back, we were dead and buried. Manchester United are on what manager number four. 
five actually. Mm-hmm. This is their fifth manager, right? Yeah, We've had um, Moyes, Van Gaal, Mourinho, Ole, Ole, and then now ETH. Yeah. So, bro, you know how I am about these things, bro. Like, he's done well. I can't just be done well. He pushed Man City to the brink last season. But we shouldn't wait for the wheels to fall off or for it to look like he's reached his limit before making a decision. So I think he'll get another contract because I think the Arteta love is massive. Everyone loves him. Um, and as things stand today now, you would give him another contract. Even I would give him another contract today. Oh, really? However, if I had to today. However, if you're saying oh, I've got 18 months of contract, what do you do? We're talking in, in June. 100% we're talking in June. And the rest of the season determines whether... You get like another contract. Year, the length of that contract. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If and I think that's where Edu's job really kicks in now. I think that's Edu's job really, really kicks in. In terms of what the next phase of our club is, how do we get closer to being a genuine title-winning team, straight Champions League? Very Now there's some people that are like, as long as Pep's here, no one else is going to do it. But that's defeatist. Then everyone might as well just yeah. go home, right? And we know that's not the case, is it? Because we've seen Pep be pushed. Several times, so yeah, but no one's done it apart from you guys once. So like, it, uh, there's that attitude, but our clubs can't have that attitude, right? So me personally, they should wait until the end of the season, see whether he progresses, and then do something about it. But I think Arteta's getting a new contract, regardless. Unless if we finish eighth, if we finish top four, Arteta gets another contract. Bang on. Yeah, which would make sense because Champions make, League doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, doesn't make sense to me. But if you qualify the Champions League, we're in. Uh, but yeah, Liverpool march on. Uh, Carabao Cup semi-final this week next one in the FA Cup top of the league um, you're not going to win all three but if you did I'd, I'd, I wouldn't record too much too gloves. soon Keep. not really Does it, like, we, too much we, too we, soon? we had conversations um, earlier in the season where Terrell was adamant that we wouldn't come back from where we were last season and I was like you say that but we were in this slump previously where we just got into the Champions League. Then the following season, we won pretty much every game. We, we played every game available to Liverpool to be played, basically. And we won, We lost the league by one point, etc. So Klopp had history of rejuvenating a team. But essentially what's happening now, I think now it's just not as fluid as what it has been. And I think that's what's kind of catching people by surprise. Um, but over the last couple of games, I've kind of seen the intensity slowly creeping back in where we're kind of hitting teams on the counter, where we're moving the ball a little bit quicker, Endo's finding his feet. And as I said, like now we've got a squad like last season, we was on like bare minimum, like so many people out of form, those that are coming in weren't performing. Where now, especially in the midfield area, it's, it's looking good. So I'm not saying that we're going to win everything, but we're going to be close to winning everything. So, so I think, and the thing is as well, Isaac, I think um, you've got probably only two Prem games without Salah. Even if he goes all the way to the final, maybe three, right? Maybe three, three Prem games without, without Salah. I think you're kind of in the position now where Man City have to, ca- well, everyone has to catch you, but the people you actually have to worry about are, are Man City, actually. You're playing Man City 9th of March at Anfield, right? And I think by then, it becomes a bit of a directional game for the league. But I think you guys have put yourself in poor position. I think if everything else falls away, 
I think this season, Europa League, you have to be one of the favourites for the Europa League, right? Yeah, we are at the minute. Yeah, you, you have to be one of the favourites for the Europa League. And I won't say the league is yours to lose because it's January the 7th. But if you can carry on playing like this and, and maintain games without your main talisman, then when he comes back, what's going to happen? Yeah. So I think I mean, it's if just we're, a form... If we're top of the league when Salah comes back, then you've got to kind of be be confident. But yeah, you never know. Let's let's monitor City. I think it's that you're you're kind of in the same situation as Arsenal in last season, but you're more experienced and sit a little bit further back earlier in the season than they were for us. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it's it's a it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I'm just annoyed that Newcastle have kind of fallen off because they've got Man City next at St James's Park, where I think maybe two months ago you would have been like, yeah, Newcastle might nick a point. Out of mm. that game, where now you yeah. just kind of think City will go there and roll them over. I don't think yeah. that's changed, to be honest. <clears throat> oh, really? It's City. It's City. Everyone's up. Everyone's up for it when the big teams roll around. You can't discount yeah. the fact that yeah. that's that a City rolling up. I get what you're saying in terms of Newcastle's form, but it's like the Chelsea effect of doing poor against the smaller teams, but they're yeah. always doing good against the bigger team. So you know. I, I, I'm I'm of the same mindset. City will probably most probably win, but I wouldn't put past Newcastle turning up for this game and uh, making it difficult. Fingers crossed, eh? Yeah, let's see, let's see. And then yeah, Newcastle Sunderland. Uh, I put in my notes here: relief for how <laughs> they got Sunderland nil, Newcastle three. I mean, in my mind, there was never any danger that we we're gonna lose this game, but nah. with derbies. All the form goes out the window, all the different league positions and stuff, and and it's the pressure has been building over up in up in Newcastle. Um, do do we think he was in any real danger job wise? No. Can't be surely. Nah, not yet. He'll he'll, yeah. he'll be he's there got... until the end of the season, regardless. Like mm. he's got enough. Credit then in there the might bank. be a conversation. But... Yeah, he's definitely mm. got enough credit in the bank. And uh, if we're being honest, I don't think Sunderland. Um, I don't think anyone really thought Sunderland were going to pose a threat, regardless of the derby setting. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anyone really thought that. I think the bigger question was, um, were the lights too bright for Joe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't have a good game, to be fair. But then again, yeah. not many of the Sunderland players did. Uh, they're the, actually, the, the defender who, who gave away a penalty and scored an own goal actually had a, actually had a good <laughs> game. But... <laughs> But um, yeah, outside of him, yeah, I don't think many of the Sunderland players kind of stood up to the the challenge. And I think for think a lot of them it was their. Sorry, okay. I was going to say I think for a lot of them was their first wear time derby, right? And that derby is like even without yeah. the previous uh, results for Newcastle, it's always pressure for the Newcastle manager, right? Yeah, always pressure. Newcastle manager should not be losing to Sunderland, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's always. It's always pressure. So maybe that was what some of the Sunderland players um, suffered. Sorry, as I go. On. I was just going to say, what do you think of the scrutiny of Job in terms of who he is? Is it fair? Is it? Is it? No, it's not. But it's just no. it's you know, naturally going to come in it, and especially yeah. the way his brother has talked him up as well by saying he's better than me. <laughs> just like has he yeah. said that? Yeah, yeah, he has. Oh, like it might have been a throwaway comment, <laughs> brother, but you know when they just like, like, yeah, he's better, yeah, he's like he's better than me, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Ooh. So, 
But I yeah. think he also set his own thing, didn't he, Azak? Because he got a young debut. He got a young 16-ish yeah. debut in a Birmingham team as well. well so he's, he's what, 17 now? 18? The first team regular. Yeah. yeah. He set, I think he set his own standard. Obviously, being a Birmingham bro, being dude's brother hasn't helped. But I think he's added to it. But actually, you know, coming um, coming, uh, coming through at Birmingham and then getting a move, you know, getting a team to... And playing regularly. And I think he's already scored seven or eight goals this season or something yeah. like that. To be <clears> fair, <throat> his performances this season have been really good. Like, he's not a, a flash in the pan. And we know the mm. championship is not an, an easy league. You like, you can get lost in there quite easily, innit? Mm. Yeah. So, um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's noticeable that he doesn't have Bellingham on the back of his shirt. I wonder. Yeah, he did on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Would you, do you think he's going to end up in the Prem? Yes. And if so, where? Like, and when I say where, are we talking top six, mid table, or relegation battlers? I don't watch it. I don't watch enough of the championship, Keith. Don't say it. Don't say it. I know. I'm not going to say nothing. He, man. he calls me a, a snob in it. That only was the Prem. It's not that. There's only so many. There's only so much time in the day. Isn't it? But um, I, like, I haven't watched enough of him. But just how you know football rides on names, etc. Um, so at the very least, if if Everton go, you know where I would put him. If Everton go back to a being a top ten, top twelve team, I could see him landing at someone like an Everton or a West Ham. That's kind of where I see him yeah. sort of landing. But I, I I don't watch him week in week out. So yeah, but I think for that to happen, he's got to have one of those kind of standout championship seasons. And like he's having a good season, but he's not having like a standout season as of yet to like force a move. So do you think he moves to a big championship team and then maybe comes up with them? Or makes a move to a bigger championship team, has that season and then gets bought? That or kind of maybe even if Sunderland don't go up this season, because I know mm. they're in the playoff kind of contention. Mm. One of the teams that, that go down, maybe he might go to one of them to see yeah, if yeah. he can get them mm. back up. But saying that, the, we're looking at the teams who might go down. We're looking at Luton, Burnley and Sheffield United. Do you, do you really want to go to one of them? Yeah, a bit. And we have to mm. remember, number one, he's still very young. Number one. Number yeah. two, he's being held to a high, much higher standard yeah. because of his brother. Remember, Jude came through and no one knew who he was until Birmingham retired his shirt. Like, literally, they, they, oh, there's this young kid, or right, whatever, mm. they're retiring this shirt. What? Okay, who is he? He's gone to Dortmund, and then everyone's gone, oh, and now everyone's looking at his brother, like, oh, what are you going to do what he's done? So I think yeah. the bar is a lot higher for him. So I think, what would normally we, what would we, what we would normally class as a very good season, we probably now look at it as, oh, it's just decent because of the bar that's been set. Yeah. When in actuality, he's actually having a really good season. Do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So Especially for his age, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think okay. I think we do have to look at it with a bit a, a wider view, a, mm. a, a broader view, and say, look, yes, okay, he's not pulling up trees, but should we really expect him to? Yeah, for no, his age, he's doing very well. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. So, and it, was Bellingham put up? To, I mean, he, he he played for Birmingham week in week out, and he made a splash because he was a young player to do that. And he was, like you say, Isaac, he was just playing at a good standard. But that was fantastic for someone of his age. And then he went to Dortmund. So we can't. Yeah, you're right. He's already got a move, right? So did his thing at Birmingham, got a move to Sunderland, where whatever on whatever merit. 
So, yeah. And I think it's kind of good he's got the name on his back and he's not in the Prem. So the mainstream football media aren't talking about him enough. He can just get on with his game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that yeah, I, and and again, I, I forget about him because I'm now thinking about you know, you see the two of them play for England together or something, right? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be actually crazy. That would be crazy. But yeah, I think as always, you like to see you know, Eddie Howe be hoping that this galvanizes the team. You know, Isak again, two goals, one pen. They can get back into into a bit of a flow. Um, but we know it doesn't really work like that. And then you're not playing for the, for however you know for however long as well. So so yeah. Um What do you make of the um the team photograph? I didn't I didn't know it was a thing. So apparently whenever they win a game, they take a team photograph in the um in the dressing room. But they've done it on the pitch on um on Saturday. <laughs> oh, who cares, man? These celebration police, bro. Who cares? Yeah, I don't care. Listen, I don't know what it's like. To live in that tower of yeah, and be under that kind of pressure where you're losing games, bro. Like players always talk about it. Newcastle's basically a one-team tower. Mm. So yeah, if they're feeling relieved because they beat their biggest rivals, yeah, we can't have it both ways, right? We'll have Alan Sherwin, all these people talking up the game and how important what you know, you know, where time Derby is and all that stuff, like blah blah blah. So when they win it after being on a rubbish run, and they kind of. <laughs> Do you know the 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 pressure lifts a bit extra? Then the celebration police want to go onto them. Ah, oh, bro, let yeah. them to the picture, man. I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. It's what I don't, yeah, I don't care about that stuff. I care what it's my team doing. <laughs> <laughs> when Arsenal did them just room pictures, well, you did them last season, weren't you? Yeah, yeah remember I was on them. Like, yeah. Well, again, after I calm down, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just win the next game, innit? Then the picture doesn't look yeah. so stupid. So, yeah. so yeah. All right, cool. And 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 like I said, it's uh it's crazy season now. The transfer window is open. You, know, you turn on the TV, seven thirty AM, man are talking transfers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, the circus that is there is the transfer window is open. And um yeah, we're getting we're getting some interesting interesting talking points. Look, the Tony thing is has rumbled on, right? And now the window's open. They released his hat trick footage of his hat trick from a behind the behind closed doors game against uh, I think it's Sunderland on the twenty threes or someone. Yeah, scored a hat trick, a header, I think a pen and another slotted slotted goal. I mean, I don't know what anyone has expected. So I know he's been out for a few months, but as to your point, I think you said a few episodes ago, he's been traded, been playing under twenty threes. Like he's gonna come back for a bit. The club have come out and said he's not going anywhere. We know that happens sometimes, but realistically, do you think anyone is slapping down the money that they need? I don't see anyone walking up talking up eighty million for that guy in in the next three weeks, man. What do you guys think? Nah, not happening. I don't see Bridge, anyone that's in a situation that's desperate enough, right? I don't Bridge, see anyone that need him because, like we said on the last episode, they've lost Wissar, they've lost yep. Guermo. Yeah, you can't replace the goals that he could potentially bring with you mm. in this kind of five to six month period before the season ends. Um, and again, like we said, it might be a bit risky, like stumping up 80 million now for a, a striker. Again, how many goals do you want before the end of the season for that 80 million? And then, yeah, it's a bit. And if you're him as well, Euros in the horizon, actually, let me stay at Brentford. Let me give the output. They've stuck by me. Yeah, you know you're going to Now, now there's striker of the limited. Let me come back and 
hit the ground running and do that for them. Um, so yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how he does he does when he comes back. And also, I think how the rest of the season shapes out also determines who wants to make that investment, put their hand in their pocket. You know, if Arsenal's front three and Odegaard start free, you know, freely scoring again, all of a sudden that narrative disappears. Arteta doesn't need a doesn't need a striker, doesn't need a thirty goal a season man. Um, if Jackson keeps going the way he's going, <laughs> you know, there might be clamour for Chelsea to to go that way. Um, I think West Ham could do with him. I'll be honest. I think West Ham could do with him. Um, I think that'd be a really good signing. Really, really good know, signing. And if David Moyes has come out in the last 24 to 40 hours and said he wants to take West Ham to the Champions League, that's the kind of investment I think you make that pushes you up the league. Um, What's funny is Moyes, they're, they're not running on his contract, are they? Bergwijn. Well, apparently, David, uh, David's not. What's his name? Is it David Gold? Who's the, who's the owner? Um, has he been passed away? No, the other yeah, the one, other Sullivan. One. Sullivan. Um, Sullivan. Okay, he was Sullivan, on Talk School yeah. saying they're not yeah. running in it. It was ages ago. That's madness. Yeah, he, said that's, he said madness. it's not guaranteed. That's he said it's not guaranteed. He said we'll deal with that at the end of the season, but more than likely. Oh, yeah, more fair, than likely. Yeah, yeah, good. And, and if I was him, I would yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah if I was him, I would say that. said. Look, I'm not worried about it. We'll talk. I do want to sign, and I think when we when we start talking about it, it'll be good. And I was thinking, I don't know, mate. I don't know if I don't know if it's that certain, but he's doing well. In the Open League, they're doing okay. But I think, I think if some of the other clubs we talk about coming for Tony, they won't win it. But yeah, Tony to West Ham. It, I don't I think, think that's, that's a bad step. I think that's a very good. And they, well, they've got European football, so <laughs> I think that's yeah. uh, you know yeah. that's a that's a very good step. But apparently Bergwijn's going to come yeah, in on loan. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think that's, they're that's looking close. at West Ham. Where? To West Ham. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So. But why does he keep going for, for wingers? So he's got Kudus, he's got um, Bowen, but is he playing Bowen well, up front? Bowen. Yeah. So Bowen's been playing the fourth yeah. nine. Already. And Bowen yeah. Bergwijn can play up front as well. So he can operate out wide, yeah. he can play up top. So. And it's a different, it's Ooh. a thing. I think just he's realised this, this style, the bruiser style of forward's not working. Right, so he's going for mm. more uh, fluid uh, forward options. Yeah, dynamic, you know. So, yeah. and it's pretty, it works for them. You need someone that can work with Paqueta. You need someone that that that, that yeah. can move yeah. move because we've seen Bowen's what Bowen and Paqueta have done. So, and Kudus and Paqueta. So it'd be good to get to see what yeah, West Ham have got some yeah, some good have. players, man. Yeah. yeah, they have. They have. And he probably. Competes with Ben Rama, right? For that slot, Ben Bergwijn on the right, yeah. on the left, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, let's see. Let's see if my prediction comes through. I called it last, you know, last summer. People were trying to get onto me in the group, uh, Oscar. But anyway, um, Timo Werner to Spurs. I did not see that coming. I don't think anyone did. I don't think anyone. See, I don't think <laughs> anyone seen any of these Spurs moves coming. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them are just like. Yeah. What, you know? Do you know what's funny though? People are bit, people are like, oh, he'll do well under Ange. I'm like, based on what? Because of the yeah. free, like, the, the, the free for... flowing. I agree. I do think he'll do well. I'm one of those people. Ange plays at his style of football. The front three are all very fluid. They all mobile. They move. They, it's a lot of running. Um, it just depends on whether he can connect with Son and Madders and Richie. But he was a bit like on the newness thing where 
not the approach play, but he was playing in teams where he was getting chances. It was his finishing that was that was that had left down. him. So that's my thing of oh, I'll do well under Ange. But Ange football doesn't elevate your finishing. It puts you in the right positions. But he was getting his chances at Chelsea and he was missing yeah. them. He hasn't set the world on like back at, at RB. I mean, he scored more than he did at Chelsea, I'll be, to be fair to him. But he hasn't set the world on like. So this is definitely, this must be a case of some data analysis, some, you know, some, some the eye test and they're saying, we're not taking a punt, but we feel like we can take his game to the next, I, next level. It's yeah, that, it's that. I do feel that yeah. part of that unsuccessful stint at RB is him not, it's, it's a case of not just walking back into the team. You left, we reinvested, yeah, yeah. we built a new team, bringing you back in. Yeah, we brought you back, but you got to remember, I think it's a case of, look, we've got a new team now. Because if you look at this RB team, they're, they're moving. Javi Simmons come in, Danny Olmos firing, like they're moving. Look what they did to Bayern. Yeah. So I think I just think it was a case of look, yeah, look, thanks for coming back. We, we so, you know, but it's a new it's a new era. So do you see him playing CF whilst um Sun's at Asia Cup? Or coming off the left? Because apparently coming off the left is what he prefers, but I do you know what, all right. With Richarlison there He's much so, I I look at Werner much like I look at Darwin Nunes. Up top, mm. they don't through the middle. Up top, they don't seem to have the best luck. But you give them space to run into, they're very mm. and be direct. They're a problem. So I think I think okay. yeah, in the in in the in the instance where they don't have Son and R- Richie isn't firing, they might try. Mm. Um, but more than likely, I think he'll be out wide. But when Son returns, we we all know Son's out wide left wing that's his position so yeah, you're yeah. either going to have to hold the bench what? or you're going to have to fight for the central position of the wide right so well, well even then when Madison comes back Son's going to go back to CF no? that's because that's what they were doing before Son was playing central Madison wasn't playing left but he was occupying that space in the play so Son wasn't, wasn't doing a lot more of the central work but so do even you think then, when Madison comes back? Do you think that's that's because he wants to play there, or because they just didn't have the firepower up top? So let me put someone both. there that's trusted. Yeah. Until yeah, we yeah. sort it out, both. and then yeah. we'll get him back out. What? So you think if Richie was consistent, then he's the number. Nine. He's the most nine. He's not a nine, but he was the most nine. Yeah. And then but, Son takes it. Okay, you're fair. Yeah. But you see what he, he does for Brazil every now and again. Yeah, it's like he puts on that yellow shirt and becomes a, a different player. You saw yeah. like in the World Cup, so mm. yeah, different very, thing, different thing. Very interesting. Um, <laughs> wait, I've got one about Saudi, but we're going to come back to that one. We're going to come back to that one. Uh, Eric Dyer to Bayern. Thomas Tuchel, you never see to amazing. So mate. that's that's got Harry Kane's Eric... name written all over that, mate. Keith, what did I say? Yep. That's word for word, <laughs> bar for bar, what I said. That sounds like Harry Kane was like, look, Gaffer, you know, we need a centre back. Da 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 da. He'll be good, give him a chance. You know, when you play um, a football manager, a I mean, you, play a, you, you buy a player and you say, recommend the signing. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I mean, he's 29. It's not like he's over the hill. He's 29. I'm guessing we've, we've, we've kind of inferred why he doesn't make it an Ange team, right? High line. He hasn't got the pace necessarily to, to defend yeah. that. Um, 
Uh, and because on the ball he's not terrible, you know he's not terrible on the ball, but uh, Andrews clearly said he's not uh, of the required level. So I mean, talk about falling upwards. I don't know how many games he would play, but it doesn't matter, right? And I think it's supposedly meant to be a loan with right to buy. It's crazy. That is crazy. Right. So yeah, all the best to him because they've got centre backs at the moment. They've got Upamecano, who every time I watch him play. Looks like he's one step away from a from a fatal error, right? Um, they've got Matas the Kim, yeah, from yep. Napoli, yeah. yeah. So they got Kim, they got the lit. So that back wise, they're okay. Well, but he can he play DM as well, though, isn't it? Exactly, he's versatile uh, instead he of play DM, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got instead Kimmich, of... Kimmich, and Tuchel have issues, apparently. They've had oh, issues. Yeah, Kimmich and, and Tuchel oh. have had issues, and there's a possibility of. I don't know if it's pro, it's going to happen, but they, you know, sometimes when a manager and a player have issues, they start talking about the exit door, and I think that it got to that yeah, point yeah, where they yeah. were like, you know, there's a possibility Tuchel might be open to, um, yeah. you know, trans a transfer. So yeah, I think it's just a case of and Comrade Lima, I. I, I it's much how much like how you say you watch Upamecano and you you've got that thing about him. I, I, when I watch Bayern and I see Comrade Lima, I feel the same way, right? And um, really, so I think <laughs> they got it for yeah, right, big right? Yeah, yeah. So I feel yeah. like that Dyer will come in. I think he will play, but I think it'll be a case of utility, man. Play where I need you to fill some, plug some holes here and there. If I need you to mm. come into centre back and yeah. bring your experience, because he's very experienced, let's be honest. He played for England at, the, uh, at, at tournaments. Yeah. He's played yeah. for Tottenham yeah. in the Champions League. Um, you know, so yeah, I think I think I believe it's a good move. To be honest, I think it's a good move. No, it's a good move for him. I was just surprised, but again, you know, you could argue if you look at it, even economically as well, it's not going to be. Super expensive. The wages won't be crazy, and as you say, you you know you get a basic level from him. You extract that second chance motivation from him as well, right? You know, um, yeah, it could it could turn out to be a masterstroke. It could, it could. Um, we we've seen some of those things happen before, so yeah. Let's see what else unfolds. And then last lastly, um, we're hearing reports that the uh, the Saudi contingent <laughs> they all want to come <laughs> home, isn't it? They all want to get out of there. <laughs> Hey, oh mate, I need to like, we need to ring Mark because I know you and Mark will say listen, but apparently Jordan Henderson is looking alone. Yeah, back. Chelsea, <clears throat> Chelsea have opened up talks, or they're planning really? to. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? That makes no sense. Like, because if they're prepared to sell Conor Gallagher, and I, and I know why they're prepared prepared to sell Conor Gallagher, but why? selling Gallagher to balance the books, isn't it? Because oh, if, okay. if you sell him for fifty million, it's like yeah. a fifty million pound profit because he's a yeah. youth player, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, it makes it like, and essentially that's what they're saying they've done with Mount, isn't it? Like that's mm. why they let Mount yeah. go to mm. to balance the books. But yeah, to if if you sell Gallagher and buy or loan Henderson, make head should roll. Like, no, no, but I'm, again, I'm, I'd be it makes sense though. To, to your point, it makes sense. So you sell Gallagher for cash, right? And then you do a few million loan fee. I mean, you know, Hendo's 34. It's not going to cost you enough. The loan fee's not going to be crazy. You get the Saudi club to to still front up most, even if it's half of his wages, right? So even if he's on 300k a week, like they say, okay, 150 a week, it's, you're still, from an accounting point of view, you're still up. Then 
again, influence, we don't know. But then you get another winner, a personality in the changing room, someone that can help Pochettino with the squad, all of that you kind of stuff. The biggest I, thing, I, I don't think it's the biggest thing he's bringing is the mentality. They don't have that in the locker yeah. room. They have Thiago Silva, have it. but yeah. I don't think mm. Thiago Silva has the same effect as Jordan Henderson, and that's mainly because of language, the language barrier. And I'm not saying they're yeah. saying that Thiago Silva can't speak English, though I'm pretty sure he can. But yeah. you have someone that's homegrown, coming in with experience yeah. of winning everything, people are going to listen. No, I agree. I agree. And also, to your point, there's nothing wrong with having Thiago Silva and Henderson do that, right? And Sterling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like then he's kind of got this spine of, of of senior players. I mean, the heat Hendo is gonna catch. <laughs> but to be fair, like I know, I know he's been slandered and whatnot. But he was offered life changing for even for like a, a man of his, his wealth. wealth. <laughs> he was offered life changing money, and like you, you, yeah, you couldn't turn it down, man. Like he, he said, he spoke to Klopp. Klopp was like, "I can't guarantee you to play in time next season." It makes sense, innit? All around, it makes sense. Yeah, but the problem is he didn't say that, though. <laughs> That's the issue. In his interview, he danced. He said the project. He said what they're trying to do here. He said Liverpool didn't want me. I didn't <laughs> feel wanted. Like he said a lot of stuff, and I was like, I'm not saying you should just come out and say I came here for the money, but come but on, you at least say you know. If when I looked at all the things, yes, lifestyle, climate, blah blah blah, but yes. The money would have been fantastic. He's like, oh, you know, some of these figures I've seen being banded about. Bro, even if you're getting paid the same wage, it's tax free. <laughs> you're up in it. You're up. Yeah. So I think that's where the the heat really ramped up. And then one of the journalists that was interviewing him for the Athletic, I believe, was from the LGBTQ community as well. So they they kind of that was a face to face answer me after you'd supported these groups while you're now playing in that country. And I think yeah. if he had just been honest and said, yeah, I was looking after my, my family, both financially and in terms of way of life, what are you going to say? But he didn't say that. That's the problem. Yeah. That's it is problem. what it is, man. Um, so, so some of the conversations I've seen is like, okay, oh, the money's catching up with you. It's, you know, when you go from playing in front of 60,000 people a week to now 1,000 people a week, etc. I don't know. I just think the money is sweet in you. Money is money. But they want their cake and eat it. So if I could come back to England for six months, while I'm still getting the pay I'm getting in Saudi, and fill that again, and add another decent club to my CV, who wouldn't do that? This is it. You know? Who, who, who wouldn't do that? Or do we actually think, you know what, they've gone over there, they've realised the grass isn't greener, the money is not enough, and they're hankering f- to come back. Because you never know, their families might not be getting on with the Listen, change of culture. I, I think it's all of the above. They've gone over there... They've gone over there for the money. Let's be real. Whether, no matter however, which way they choose to dress it up, they've gone over there for the money. And then you're in a foreign country, a totally foreign culture. Like you said, you're not playing. You're no longer playing in front of crowds of sixty thousand plus. The team's not hasn't won a game since October, so everything's just it's all compounded, right? You're, you can't, you don't have the comfort of your family because of the laws of the, the country that you're living in. Um, yeah, it's a lot, man. I, I get it. Uh, I can understand why they're, they're you know, Firmino and um, Hendo 
want to get out of it. I can understand it. Mm. Would you take Firmino? Yeah, I, yeah. that's the question. I would, but most of the fan base wouldn't. I would. I would take anyone that brings more composure. Anyone that brings more composure and quality, I'll take. It's not my ideal, but if someone said that you can have him on loan and have him around, yes. Why would you not? Add more quality. You can never have too much quality. Yeah, 100%. I think he would do really well in in the Arsenal team. I think it would take a bit of pressure off a few of those kind of players. Like, even you can see today, like, Odegaard was just trying so much, like... (laughs) Yeah, I think we take a bit of pressure. I don't see it happening. Like, I'd, I'd be yeah. surprised if you do any business this transfer window. But no, I don't, I don't think we will unless unless people leave. Um, and uh, you know, I think that our in fact we got uh, Henderson's there. I think Ronaldo went out there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. I've not heard any noises from from other players, but I find it interesting that 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 kind of came up and Reddit said. I think they're on a winter break. It looks like Aletifax's next game is the 15th of Feb. So, you know, it's a month and a half. The last game was 28th of December. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a big break. So, you know, bit of a loan and then go back. Their season runs all the way till May. So, yeah, I don't. if I was that club, I don't see why I'd do it. I've got all these crucial games. It's not like my season is out of sync with the Premier League. So, after I've paid all that money, you come over. Why am I not going to let you go back to the Premier League? Yeah, I think they'd want to recoup at least half of any transfer fees that they made of those players anyway. So yeah, yeah, yes, yes, out. yes. Yeah, I just, I just, I just thought um, it's definitely giving food to the fire of people who who felt like money was the only motivator there, rather than just a factor, one yeah. of the factors, just one of the yeah. factors. Most definitely. It was definitely all right, gents. Um, oh, and actually, before we go, uh, an honorable mention to Maidstone United who beat Stevenage. Uh, Maidstone United are in the uh, National League South, <laughs> Stevenage are in League One. They're managed uh, by George Big Alakobi. George. Trivia, Big Isaac, George. Remember? Big, Big George, George. Wolves. yeah, 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 so yeah, good to see a former player kind of doing his thing. He's been um, there for a minute. Isn't but he? yeah, he got a good draw. But I think he finished his yeah, career. Yeah, because he was a player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And after, um, yeah, he was playing. I'm there. pretty sure. Let's see if you remember this one. He was there with um, Mr. Boateng. What was his first name? Then? Oh, and the Dutch player. Yes, I think he was Dutch. And then you, and he played yes. for Middlesbrough as well. George, I think yeah, he was yeah. down there as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, okay, nice. what yeah. I'm pretty sure he was down there as well, oh. like you know, on the end of career thing. Um, but that just I think this is a perfect segue because I know that before we go, I want to touch on the whole yeah. relevance and perception mm. of the FA Cup as yes. a trophy because you, I can't yeah. remember who it was, one of you said something earlier when we was discussing the Arsenal Liverpool game about the fact that uh, wanting to win, wanting the the, the uh, pressure of... Or not winning yes, the replay. Yeah. Replay, or even just more games, just being in the trophy itself. Mm. And um, mm, mm. someone in another group chat asked, uh, 
uh, he said, you know, he put a message, he said, Arsenal Liverpool fans, would you want to lose or draw? Right? And and yeah. one guy said, lose. I said, you should be aiming to win. This is the FA Cup. What are you talking about? All right? Yeah. This, is, this is the FA Cup. It's not the FA Vars. It's not the St. Johnston's paint trophy. Yeah. <laughs> this is the FA Cup. So I just, I, I'm, it saddens me to see and hear just how little the FA Cup is looked at. And I know we've spoken about this before, but it's the FA Cup weekend and this is the FA Cup recap. And yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. I would love to see the FA Cup made um, or on, on a better standing again. And, and teams take it really serious. Like, no, we're not here for... We're not, we're not sending out the youngers like we do in the Carabao Cup. We're not... Yes, OK, mm. we have a limited squad, but it's the FA Cup. We want to put out our strongest squad because we want to get mm. to the final. We want a day out at Wembley, you know? So... Yeah. yeah. You know what, yeah. Isaac? Like, I, I know some teams kind of do a bit of rotation in, in the Cup. Like, you're not always going to get your, your best eleven. I think that's happened for quite a while now. But I think the whole kind of devaluation of the FA Cup has become has come from the FA themselves and from the media. Because if you look at the list of the teams who've won the FA Cup over the last, say, like 10, 10 15 years, I think the smallest team that's won it is, is Wigan, the year that they got relegated. So it might not be until the later rounds, granted. But the bigger the bigger teams are still putting strong teams out and showing that they want to win the Cup because... Liverpool have won it, Man City have won it, Arsenal have won it, Chelsea have won it, Leicester won it when they had their little good spell. Man United have won it. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if Man United have won it recently. But, um, I think Mourinho yeah. was the last time they won it, no? No, that's the League Cup. Yeah, so it's been a while since they've won it. But even so, you look at, as we mentioned um, the other day, Isaac, the FA Cup third round used to be like a, a big thing. All the big teams are coming in. They they had an FA Cup third round game on a Thursday night. Mm. Like what what does that what does that do? What does that show for like the fans and the and the sponsors? They didn't, that are they didn't even try to show draw. the Maidstone game. They didn't even show the Maidstone game. Usually a, a team that low gets yeah. this far, it's on the TV. They they, they, exactly. they remember they do the spreads in the, in the newspapers. Do you remember that they used to go down and interview mm. the players, give them spreads in the paper. It'd be all over the TV, the, the news, and all of that, and it, there'd be pieces, and that, yeah. and then it'd be on TV. You know what? As I think, I think you what you just touched on there because we've talked about it before, and I've always thought about the Carabao Cup. I always thought, how can that cup? get a little bit more momentum, become a little bit more important. I mean, they could raise the prize money for one, but they could <laughs> argue that that's a function of... And I think what you just said there is key. I don't think the FA Cup has moved with the times in terms of keeping up the profile. I don't think, you know, it's got the same digital presence, the same um, social media presence, the same branding, all that stuff that gets poured into the Premier League and I think it's telling because the Premier League is run by the clubs, not the FA, right? So mm-hmm. even even if you think about how things like fantasy football, right, have have been a great advert for the Premier League, a super successful game, all the stuff that goes into that, I think that's the issue. Whoever's running the FA Cup, they're a little bit antiquated. They're not getting the fans excited about it because that's what ultimately drives it, right? The fans are running it, the fans are excited about it. The clubs have got to take it more seriously. 
Do you know what I mean? And apart from Pep and Mourinho and Klopp, let's be honest, not all top-level managers have taken the Carabao Cup seriously, and even to an extent the FA Cup, because I'm going to get one of the big boys later in the in the later rounds, and I'm not I'm unlikely to win it. So actually, I need to worry about my league status. So, so I actually I agree with you, and I think it's generational. They've taken it a bit for granted. Every generation FA Cup. I, for me, the FA Cup is still a still a thing. Yeah, still. You big. know, I'm proud to say that I went to see a couple of finals at Wembley and saw my team. Do you know what I mean? But if you ask, if you ask 14, 15 or fans, I don't know if they care like that. But they'd not be made to care, and that's. That, yeah. I think that's what it is. I think I, even I, the marketing and the advertising and the branding of it hasn't kept up with the times. Yeah, I know. Point in that, like I know the whole Wembley stadium was cost went out the window, etc. So they had to move the semi-finals to Wembley. I think that plays like a major factor as well. Yeah. Like when the when the semi-finals were at Villa Park and um, Old, Old Trafford. They, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they generally were. Like you knew that going to one of those venues meant that you had like the next big thing would be Wembley. Like playing the semi final at Wembley kind of loses its value a little bit. No, but didn't they do that historically years... though? Because look at the Arsenal Man United game. That was at Wembley. That was a semi final. That was at Old Wembley, no? When Ryan Giggs no, scored that, 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 that was goal. That, 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 no, that was Villa Park. When Ryan Giggs oh, dribbled yeah, down the yeah. left wing and took his <laughs> yeah, shirt. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that was Villa Park. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. a couple um, a couple of seasons ago, when Liverpool played Man City in the semi final at at Wembley, mm-hmm. they, they have a train strike, so mm-hmm. they got all these fans down from from the northwest. Like the, the FA do nothing to like enrich the fans and make the mm-hmm. fans feel like they're valued in the FA Cup. And I think mm-hmm. little like well, it's all about money. Yeah, I was day, just about like, to say that <laughs> if you have three games at three games at Wembley semi-finals and the final, they're going to generate loads of yeah, money. Yeah, but to that point, and, Keith, though, if they market it properly and brand it properly, they'd, they'd make even more money. Like, it, it would it'd become even more of a thing. Then TV rights are, are worth more and, 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 and it, it kind of goes from there. And then you're doing things like scheduling the final on the same weekend as Premiership games. What are we product, doing? The, but remember, the, they've done that. The product Sorry. is the Premier League. That's the, the top of the tree, right? So, and that's where the yeah. FA are going wrong. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree, but that's the money. That's the money, yeah. Anna. Yeah, that's that's where the the TV mm. rights are. The, the the companies are coming in to pay rights to the Premier League. They don't necessarily care about the, the mm. trophies. They want the Premier League. They put all the eggs in that basket yeah. necessarily, and um, therefore the FA have to prioritize that. No, yeah, but I think don't you remember when they um they sold the sponsorship to the Emirates and there was like a big hoo ha about. How can the FA Cup be sponsored by like a organization? Mm. But the reason why they've done that is because they get X amount of money from the Emirates, and they don't have to worry about what they do with the fans, kind of thing. They can just like, well, we've got money now. We don't have to you know that extra income you're talking about, John. They don't have to kind mm. of push out like promotions or stuff like that because they've got Emirates money. No, but to the point I that made, right? You know, the Premier League, the FA. The Premier League plays by the FA's rules, but the FA don't govern the Premier League. It's a separate business. They don't really make any any money from it. And we've seen what the FA can do when they focus on the brand. Because look at the England team. The content, the branding, you know, they've got the social media influencers involved there. They're picking people off Love Island to go and do YouTube. So the FA have shown that when they value something, 
they can put the right brains, the right marketing, and the right stuff behind it. I just think they haven't done that well enough with the with the with the FA Cup. And to your point, Isaac, I think you're right. You know, right now the product that everyone wants to buy is the Premier League. But some of that lands on the fact that over the years the FA haven't done a good job of making the FA Cup another product, another must-buy product, another thing that must be. Um, I'm not saying it could ever get to Premier League standard, but it could definitely get better <laughs> than what it is today. And yeah, I think okay. when we look at what they've done with the England team and just kind of club England, you know, that vibe they brought around it uh, and, and, and like I said, all the content and branding and all that kind of stuff around it, they've not done any of that with FA Cup. Well, not to the same level in my mind, if you, if you, if you ask me. You know, uh, Arsenal-Liverpool today, I've not seen... If Arsenal were playing Liverpool, when Arsenal play Liverpool in the Premier League, it's everywhere. I know about it. It's they're screaming, everyone's shouting about it. Yeah. Arsenal Liverpool today, eh? I didn't even know what channel it was on until like five minutes before the <laughs> before the game. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. So, so yeah. But I, then I you think, gotta remember because it's um, on on the BBC. They don't run mm, adverts like that. Um, no, but the FA can mm. run adverts for it before. But where are they yeah, going to advertise? YouTube, all the, all the usual um, yeah, banners, channels. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's not even just the, the advertising. I guess it's what they're, it's how they're doing it. You know, what's the what's the rollout? What's the structure of that? I've not seen anywhere near the level of investment and, like I say, personality and stuff that they've put into the England team, into yeah. the FA Cup. I don't see that same level of influence and, and you know, going to... to I've forgotten what the trading place is called. I was going to say St. George's Park. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's different. It's all over across the country. But like you said, you know, I'm having any giant killings, to be fair, because that's normally when the BBC rock up <laughs> and do a little documentary yeah. on you. Not any giant killings, etc. But, mate, I just think they could do so much more, especially with the kids, with social media. They could just do so much more to make it important again, to your point. Yeah. And I think if they don't, we're going to be having a very different conversation mm-hmm. in five years. Like... The weekend they scheduled the FA Cup final with normal games, I said, yeah, we're done. We're absolutely done. Unbelievable. Absolutely done. So it'll be a shame, but unless they back up the ideas, I think we're going to be those old men talking, talking about, about what they... I remember when. <laughs> what the, FA, the same way some people talk about the European Cup <laughs> now, about the Champions League, we're going to be talking about the FA Cup in that week. Because I remember when the FA Cup was a, was a big, big, big deal. Big deal. Big it was a Saturday deal. affair. It was all over the Sit TV. Down and watch it. Start from like one PM. Oh, game wouldn't kick off. Yeah. What that show? Or the yeah, grandstand? Yeah, all of that. Back you'd, in the you'd day, see the coaches pulling up. You'd see them walking around the pitch in their suits. That ah, it was a, it was a whole occasion. Even the songs. Even I know they don't do those anymore. Yeah, but yeah. The, the whole, it was song. a whole yeah. occasion. Nah, they just. But Isaac, even the thing of, were you watching the fake final? We don't have Yo. that process anymore. We don't have that process. Yo. We have it for the Champions League final and for the World Cup, but we don't have that conversation for the FA Cup final anymore. It's just... Uh, oh, I'll just catch it. I'll catch it later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They need to fix that, man. They seriously need to fix that. Seriously, seriously um, need to fix that. All right, boys. Um, thank you very much. As always, everybody, please like, comment, subscribe, share. Um, as always, uh, the interaction allows us to keep on making the content, keep coming back and giving you the views. Um, we'll be back next time uh, covering a bit more of the transfer window 
uh, and any any tidbits of or any fixtures that are that are hanging around. Yeah, there's they they split up the um the winter break, haven't they? So five yeah. teams are playing next weekend, then five teams yeah. playing the following weekend. So yeah, this is just going to be fantastic for my uh, for my fantasy team. Thanks, guys. Yeah, just so all good. All right, everybody. Peace. 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 Thank you.